All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to The Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your digital home for online gaming excitement, including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today at PlayAlberta.ca. Albert joins us. Kenny, welcome to the show, my man. How you doing? I'm great, guys. How are you? Hey, it's great, man. What a what an unbelievable career. Obviously, you know it's uh, it's kind of in your genes. I, th- I think it's fair to say that uh, you know you get into the uh, you know into the broadcasting world, but just because it's in your genes doesn't mean that uh, you're going to have the uh, the career that that you've had. And um, I, I guess I want to go to the versatility of it. Um, you know, because call like baseball is so different to call than hockey or basketball or the NFL. How you know when, when it comes to preparation for, for like, is there one that's harder to prepare for for you as a play-by-play guy? Well, first of all, I really appreciate the kind words. Um, I've always enjoyed the versatility, and it really dates back to my high school days when uh, a local cable station showed up at my school to film a girls' basketball game and. They gave me the opportunity. They didn't have announcers. Uh, they just had a couple of cameras and a production van, and um, I, I announced that game and then spoke to the producer the next day and for the next three years uh, worked games all over Long Island in so many different sports, uh, hockey, basketball, baseball, football, soccer, lacrosse. And um, Then in my early years working in Washington when I was hired to do the Capitals home games on cable television, um, also was asked to fill in on some basketball and baseball. So uh, I've always enjoyed the versatility. As far as uh, the prep, I-, I go about it the same way. I have a checklist that I use prior to each and every event, no matter the sport, and it involves a lot of reading and watching 
prior games and, and going to press conferences and talking to players and coaches. So uh, the actual checklist is similar, although the football prep is much more uh, you know, voluminous as far as the amount of time because on a given Sunday I might have two teams week 18 that I haven't seen all year. So you really have to catch up on their season. There are so many players on both sides. Um, with hockey, and then I do some basketball as well. Uh, the teams are playing three or four games a week. You know, you're watching the games, you're around the team. So uh, when football ends, and really enjoy it, and I've worked NFL games for 30 years now, and you know, every game's so big, obviously. But when when the football season ends, there is this. Uh, it feels like there's some you know air going out of the balloon as far as uh, not not being uh, involved in the preparation, you know, for hours and hours every day. So you do have a little more uh, time to yourself once the football season ends, but um, really wouldn't trade it in for anything. Um, you know, enjoy, enjoy doing all sports, and, and there's a lot of prep, a lot of work and travel that goes into it, but I never really feel like I'm working. So feel very fortunate in that regard. Kenny, I've called uh, hockey and, you know, and, uh, and, and football – and, and basketball and lacrosse, uh, obviously not at the, 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 you know, the NHL level or anything like that. But I, I, there was like lacrosse was a sport that I, and I didn't know anything about when I first started calling. It was the one I actually enjoyed the most. It was so fast. It was, for a play-by-play guy, it was easy because the sport made you just sound almost better because there was always something going on. Is there one sport you enjoy or is there one sport you feel you're better at calling? You know, it's funny because people often tell me uh, because – with football and the basketball that I do and, and the NHL on TNT and, and the baseball games that I work, you know, that's all television. I still do uh, radio for the Rangers, not every game, but, yeah. but a good portion of the games. And people say to me all the time, boy, it just sounds so exciting when, when you do hockey on the radio. But I think, you know, that's the nature of the sport and the radio call. Yeah. Um, it's going to sound exciting. Um, I actually worked two basketball games on the radio this week, which, in my career, uh, professionally, I've probably done less than 10 basketball radio games. And it was so much fun just describing everything that's going on. You know, the radio really takes you back to the fundamentals of when I was in high school and college and, and just starting out. There is something different about radio. You feel like you're so into the game because you're describing everything. So I think that's, you know, what, what, when people listen to those sports on the radio, it just tend, it tends to sound more exciting because of the nature of the sport. Um, you mentioned lacrosse. I did a, a few lacrosse games back in the day, about 25, 30 years ago. And with, with sports such as lacrosse and soccer that I wasn't as familiar with, uh, you learn the rules, the strategy, the history. Um, but I kind of uh, tricked myself. You know, I told myself, just do it like a hockey game because it's kind of similar. Uh, there are more players and the field's bigger, but the goal is the same, to score a goal. So, um you know, that's what I would do with regard to those sports. I've worked some others, um, such as boxing and a little bit of volleyball and track and field, and really enjoy the challenge uh, of those sports. Not afraid to admit that I bought volleyball for dummies. I bought the book Track and Field for Dummies and, um, you know, talk to people who have been involved in the sport for a long time just to get a sense, again, of the history and the, and the strategy, et cetera. Kenny, with your dad being Marv Albert and growing up with him, was there any advice or anything that you've learned from him that you've used today? Well, certainly learned a lot just by growing up, watching him work and prepare and do the games. And I was lucky enough to 
keep stats for him uh, from a young age, uh, whether it was hockey, basketball, football. I'd be right there in the booth. And it was really more so what I learned via osmosis than him actually sitting me down and, and giving me a lesson, uh, just just observing you know, how he would work. And the preparation was the number one thing that I learned, just how important that was. And, and then when I was in the booth keeping stats and I had the headset on, just listening to the communication that he had with various color analysts and with the production truck and, um, you know, other folks who might have been involved in, in the broadcast as well. So um, it was a terrific learning experience. I had great teachers. His uncle, uh, my uncles, his brothers as well, were uh, play-by-play broadcasters. So got to learn from some of the best in the business. Kenny Albert uh, joins us. Uh, you mentioned uh, TNT and hockey, and it's you know the TNT broadcast has um, you know really I think it started with, with Shaq and 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 Charles Barkley, and they, you know and now they've brought it into the NHL and you have Biz, and they make it a little bit more I, I want to say a little bit more enjoyable, you know, a little chirping, different things like that. Uh, do, do you find from from your vantage point, is it a more fun broadcast? Well, I was lucky enough to be a part of, of the NHL and NBC uh, for 10-plus years, and I think uh, everybody at NBC, the production folks, the announcers, you know, really raised the bar as far as as hockey on television in the United States. And now TNT's taken it one step further, and uh, it was a lot of fun for me working with everybody that I uh, was involved with at NBC. And then you look at the TNT studio show, uh, led by Liam McHugh, the host, and, and Biz and Anson Carter and Wayne Gretzky, Henrik Lundqvist. Craig Berube is going to be in there tomorrow. So it is a lot of fun. And, and they base it off the basketball model, like you mentioned. I think that the, the TNT basketball show and the Fox football uh, pregame show, and I'm a part of both of those networks, you know, have to be considered among the best all time as far as sports pre- and post-game shows. And it's a great group that – uh, TNT put together on the hockey side, you know, any chance you get to listen to Wayne Gretzky, the greatest player of all time. Um, you know, it's like those EF Hutton commercials back in the day when, when EF Hutton talks, people listen. And I've gotten to spend time around those guys at uh, winter classics and during the playoffs. And it's just, uh, you know, the, the hockey IQ is just tremendous. And then in the booth with, with Eddie Olchek and Keith Jones, the last two years, and now with Eddie and Brian Boucher, and then, we also have Brendan Burke and Darren Tang and, and Jen Botterill and Jackie Redman uh, working on the other crew as well. So it's a terrific group, proud to be a part of it, and uh, great memories from the last two years. We had the opportunity to call the uh, Western Conference Final two years ago with the Avalanche and the Oilers and then went through uh, the Stanley Cup Final last year with Vegas and Florida. So um, it's a tremendous group and uh, look forward to so hopefully uh, many, many year, uh, more years with the NHL on TNT for all of us. You talked about how, you know, the sport leads itself to, to being exciting and offense is up in the NHL the last few years. Uh, you know, every play-by-play guy, I know, hey, the more exciting the game is, the better you sound. That's just how it is, right? <laughs> and uh, But you look at, you know, the, the the way the game is played now, there's a little bit more emphasis on on offense in the sense that they allow them to play more. There's much more of an onus on on, on puck moving ability all over the ice. Obviously you do a lot of the Ranger games are a pretty talented team right now. Um, from your vantage point, like you look at the, uh, 
at the star power in the National Hockey League right now, like Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, Drysdale, Kucherov, go down the list. Panarin's having an unreal year. Uh, do you find like when you interact with with different teams and different leagues, like how, how different like are the superstars? Like you talk to the best of the best in, in the game. Can do, do you notice a significant difference from sport to sport? That's a great question. I've never really thought about that, comparing uh, the, the best athletes from sport to sport. Um, do have the opportunity to sit down every week with, with some of the top players in the NFL, um, and it's usually the quarterback and a couple of coaches and a defensive player. So I've been in these semi-private meetings with, with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers and so many of the other greats. And uh, whether, it's, whether it's a Gretzky or a Crosby or a Mario Lemieux, they all kind of do have that same aura about them. But the one thing I will say is that I have been asked often about uh, who are some of my favorites. And I think, you know, Wayne Gretzky and Brett Favre are the two that stuck out as just the most, uh, you know, down to earth. Um, if, if you didn't know they were superstar athletes, you wouldn't know just, okay. just the way they treated you in these meetings. And, you know, I'll put some of those others uh, who I mentioned, you know, Peyton Manning the same way. Um, you know, you just wouldn't know they were a superstar athlete unless you knew because they were such good people and, and, and treated you so well. Um, you know, as far as the first part of the question, you know, I grew up in the late 70s, early 80s, watching a lot of those high-scoring games. You know, always loved watching the Oilers back in the 80s whenever I could, although a lot of the games weren't on television back in the Northeast and the U.S. So I remember the days of the 8-7 and, you know, 10-8 games, and then we went through the, the defensive stretch, the neutral zone trap, and the mid to late 90s, early 2000s, and then with some of the rule changes, uh, now we're back to higher scoring games. And you're right, from a play-by-play announcer standpoint, we love goals. You know, as much as I love to watch a defensive battle or a one-nothing shutout once in a while, and uh, for 15 years I got to watch Henrik Lundqvist on a a day-in, day-out basis, and the Rangers won so many of those games, one-nothing, 2-1, 3-2. But, um, you know, then I think back, to the Avalanche Oilers series, and even though for your listeners, you know, it, it was obviously not a good result for the Oilers, but just exciting high scoring games, at least uh, two out of the four. So uh, those were a lot of fun to call. And anytime we have an opportunity uh, to work an Oilers game, you know, watching the likes of McDavid and Dreisaitl or a Colorado game with McKinnon and McCarr, uh, you know, those are certainly among the most fun games that we get to call throughout the course of the season. Kenny, is there anyone in any of the major sports that com- that are in the same situation that you're in commentating commentating it that you look up to or you admire the work that they do? Well, I, I, I admire a lot of other broadcasters. I watch so many games, and, you know, I'm real fortunate, uh, the variety that I have enjoyed for many years. And um, as far as I know, I'm the only one right now calling all four. Uh, you know, to a different extent, I'm working about, eight to 10 baseball games a year, about 15 basketball games. So it's primarily football and hockey, but there are so many other great broadcasters who work either one sport or, or multiple sports. Um, you know, I think about an Al Michaels and the legendary career he's had, you know, one of the greatest of all time in football, Doc Emmerich in hockey, um, you know, Mike Breen, I was just with last night. He's one of the Knicks broadcasters as well, who has done the NBA finals for the last 15 years. Um, you know, guys like Joe Buck and Ian Eagle and Mike Tirico, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but those are certainly among the ones that I enjoy watching the most. 
And uh, you had a book come out uh, just uh, late last year. Uh, so now you, you put author uh, beside your name, uh, Kenny. Of course, the, the book, uh, A Mike for All Seasons. Uh, tell us a little bit about the book and, and how was the, uh, the process of... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Becoming a writer. Well, it was a very exciting project and process. It was uh, an interesting process. I had never written a book before, so learned a lot. Uh, about the process along the way, both the writing, the organizing, the editing, and uh, was just so thrilled to see it in print for the first time. It, it was published in October. I had my first copies in late August, early September, and um, felt like I had a lot of stories to tell just from, from three decades in sportscasting yep. and then dating back even further than that. My early life growing up in a sportscasting family and first doing games in high school and then in college and my two years in the American Hockey League with the Baltimore Skipjacks, there's an entire chapter on uh, my time in Baltimore, and my roommate on the road was Barry Trotz. He was our assistant coach at the time. To save money, they had the radio guy and the assistant coach share a room together. Joel Quenville was on our team for half a season, so we had, the, at this point, the two winningest, two of the three winningest head coaches in NHL history uh, I was on those bus rides with uh, in Joel Quenville and Barry Trotz, and and I always wanted to uh, – I had always thought about putting pen to paper and never really had the time. And then during the pandemic is when I got started with an outline and with some sample chapters and stories. And um, it was about a two-and-a-half-year process from start to finish. And I cover, like I said, my early life, uh, the time in the AHL, and then a chapter on each of the four sports that I do on a regular basis, a chapter on the Olympics – a chapter on the 200-plus color commentators I've worked with, a chapter on travel tales, travel stories, a chapter on how we did things broadcasting-wise during the COVID pandemic, uh, a chapter paying it forward to young high school and college broadcasters out there. So it's a, it's a compilation of stories. Hopefully uh, some of your listeners have had or will have had uh, you know, the opportunity, uh, will have the opportunity to pick it up at some point. Uh, it's available Barnes and Noble online, Amazon, Target. The book has its own Instagram site, a mic for all seasons. And one of the things that I'm most proud of, uh, the forwards were written by Wayne Gretzky and Walt Clyde Frazier, uh-huh. uh, two true gentlemen who I've had the great pleasure of working with uh, in the broadcast booth. And it's it's surreal every time I look at the cover and see uh, both of their names on there. 
Well, Kenny, uh, quickly, uh, because you call a lot of the Ranger games, um, they, they, for their standards, they've been a little bit of a funk as of late. Uh, what, do you, what do you see uh, that they need to do coming out of this break to get back on track? Well, they had such a great start to the season under first-year head coach Peter Laviolette. Uh, the last 10 games probably haven't been uh, what, what they would have hoped for, but they did have such a big cushion that they're still in first pra- uh, place heading into the All-Star break. Um, you know, Igor Shosturkin, he, he is heading to the All-Star game, but, uh, you know, the numbers, the goals against save percentage, probably not what uh, he's certainly used to. Um, and then I think depth, you know, with the injury to Filipino, um, you know, he was their second-line center, and, and Vincent Trocek's moved up, and he's done a terrific job. He's heading to the All-Star game as well. Uh, but, but the depth certainly affected by Heedle's injury and a couple of other injuries. But I think when you look at them on paper, certainly one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference, and uh, they proved that early in the season. There's still a long way to go. Every team goes through a stretch like this, right, for yeah. eight or ten games during the course of the season. They uh, beat Ottawa 7-2 in their last game prior to the break, so uh, they'll have an opportunity to refresh. Uh, Artemi Panarin's having a tremendous season. Uh, Trocek's heading to the All-Star game. I think their group of defensemen from, uh, you know, one through six, certainly among the best in the entire league. Alexi Lafreniere is having his best season. Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider right on down the line. So um, I think they'll be fine. Uh, again, they got a bit of a cushion by getting off to such a great start. Uh, Jonathan Quick came in his first year with the Rangers, and he's been outstanding. So, um, again, I think you know they're one of the teams that certainly have a great chance to advance far uh, come playoff time this spring. Kenny, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, continued success, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully we can do this again soon.